0: Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Welcome back to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus, and on this episode, I sat down with James Monroe Eagleheart, who currently stars as the genie in Disney's Aladdin. He also won the Drama Desk Award and Tony Award for this performance. Before that, you may have seen him in Memphis or the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee and I hope you have seen him or will go see him in the hip-hop improv group Freestyle Love Supreme. Shockwave, who is a member of Employee of the Month's house band, is also a member of Freestyle Love Supreme, and you will hear him during our interview, which took, li- took live, which took place live at Joe's Pub. And I think I spoke English during most of it. Here's my interview with Mr. James Monroe Eagleheart. Congratulations on winning a Tony. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Where do you do you keep it in your
1: house? It's, it literally, um, I, I bought this, uh, when I got the job, I finally got a job that could give me, give me money. So I bought a big 55 inch television set and a giant mantle for the TV to go on and I put the Tony right in the center of it. So when I sit down and I feel depressed or feel fat and stupid, I can go, yeah, but I want a Tony, so uh-huh. it's okay. Well,
0: I got you some uh, sanitizing wipes in case anyone tries to touch it when they come over Thank to your you house. Thank you very much. So you can keep it clean. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I might use that now to wipe some of this crap off my face. Um, So
0: so you're in Aladdin, and when you gave your speech at the Tonys, you said you'd always wanted to work for Disney. Why?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the way she said that. Um, Because... I love being a nerd, and uh, Disney kind of you know, goes with that. I love all the cartoons, I love their stupid movies. I mean, even their early stuff. There's some bad, really bad early 70s movies with like Kurt Russell in it. And when the Disney Channel came out, I watched that. I was just a big Disney kid, and uh, it seemed like a fun world to be a part of. And so everything you know, was magical. Everything had a, a wonderful ending at the end of it. You know? So I was like, yeah, I wanna be a part of that. That's really cool.
0: And you started singing at church when you were growing
1: up? Oh, yeah. That's usually how most black people start.
0: What if I had gotten that wrong? If I had gotten that wrong, it would have been so offensive, right, if I had gotten that wrong? Yeah, but
1: once you mention church and black people, you really can't offend them because they either are Christian or Muslim, one of the two. It's, you know, it's like, you know, bean pies or fried chicken, one of the two, it's going to happen that way. Okay,
0: good. What was your first memorable production that you remember being in and being proud of?
1: Uh, my first memorable production uh, was in high school I was you it was I was uh, in You're a Good Man Charlie Brown and I had worked my butt off to be Snoopy and um I really did cuz Snoopy's the best role you know he has the cool song he gets to dance around and um they made me Charlie Brown which really confused little children That's the star Yeah but if you watch the cartoon the black kid is Franklin and he doesn't speak so if you watch the Charlie Brown cartoon, there's like one black kid and they like go past him and it's like, hi Linus, hi Charlie, hi Franklin. And he just starts break dancing and they walk on paths. <laughs> so when they made the, you know, the brother Charlie Brown, I was like, is anybody gonna understand this? But the children was really, really cool. Like, once I came out and they saw the, the yellow shirt with the little black line, they went crazy for it. They totally accepted it, which is one of the things I like about, you know, Disney shows. If a kid sees something, they just immediately accept it. They don't see any racism. They just go, yeah, that's Charlie Brown. Cool. It's awesome. So, you
0: mean the racism goes over their it head? It goes
1: over their head. You know, their, their, their parents were going, hey, Charlie Brown ain't black. But, you know, it was pretty cool. But
0: the kids get it. The kids speaking, get it. Speaking of kid stuff, you um, did Silent E for Electric Company. Yes, I did. I just wanted to show a little little piece of it. Um, did you compose the song? You sang no, it. No,
1: I sang it. Um, two of the guys from uh, Freestyle Love Supreme that are in the sh- in the group with me so and Shockwave. Shock is part um, of Freestyle Love Supreme. Yes. Uh, they wrote the song. Chris Jackson and uh, Bill Sherman wrote the song.
0: Who are phenomenal performers in yes. their, their own right. Let's see if we can see like a little bit, just a taste of Silent E.
1: Around changing words all the time, but he's kind of sneaky and three Come on, I make a plan, he flies a plane, I hold the can, he carries a cane. Cook with a pan, now he's out of the game, looking through my window pane. That was so much fun, and those kids are so talented. It was like kind of fun just walking, you know, be doing the shoot with them. But the funny part is, we recorded that, what, like four or five years ago, maybe? Mm, yeah. Because Electric and-
0: Company came to Freestyle Love Supreme to help yes. revitalize it and to yeah. do a whole new production.
1: And um, children still remember that song. I got kids uh, who were walking up to me and Aladdin was like, you're Silent E. And this lady, like, two weeks ago, literally, she was crying. She was like, I'm a teacher and you don't understand how many times I've played this song from my classroom and just seeing you here live. I was like, Wow! <laughs> Because I remember watching The Electric Company with Morgan Freeman, all those guys, and how it influenced my life. And now the fact that that song is actually helping children learn how to read or at least know what Silent E is makes me happy too.
0: Wait, she was a teacher and she could afford tickets to a Broadway show? I'm
1: pretty sure somebody paid for the tickets.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that you're a huge comic book nerd. Do you really have a, tat- yeah. a Superman tattoo? No, okay,
1: no. Okay, sorry. No, not sorry. Superman. Batman.
0: Oh, Batman. I apologize. Yes. <laughs> When did you get that?
1: That was a birthday present to myself for my 30th birthday.
0: So this year? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this past year. How, um, how did you get here from California? How did you find your way to New York?
1: Plane. The Plane. I'm sorry, that was really And your bad. arms are really so bad. tired. So really, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I found my way here uh, through the show uh, 25th Annual Putnam Spelling Bee. Uh, it was here, uh, and they were, thank you. For those of you who know the show. It's a
0: great show.
1: They decided to do a San Francisco company, and they couldn't find a guy to play Mitch Mahoney. He's the comfort counselor. He's the guy who takes the kids off stage when they spell a word wrong. And my friend Derek Baskin, who was the original uh, Mitch Mahoney on Broadway, told them about me and uh, they came out to San Francisco, saw me. We did the show in San Francisco. We did the show in Boston and then they uh, let us replace the Broadway cast. And that's how I ended up in New York. But what's funny is like about a week before I got Spelling Bee, um, I had an audition with Freestyle Love Supreme. So I kind of came into New York. Two different ways, and so I couldn't really leave because I was part of the group and I was part of Broadway finally.
0: So we keep talking about Freestyle Love Supreme. I'm sorry,
1: because uh, we, we perform in this room, so it's kind of, and then I see no, shock, it's hard not to. Let's
0: talk about it because it is a phenomenal freestyle rap group.
1: Freestyle, Im- improv hip hop,
0: yeah. Improv hip hop, I'm just uh, racist, but really it's just <laughs> I'm educated. You are not and, racist. And I, went to, and I went to college with uh, two of the founding members, so <laughs> I actually have had the privilege of knowing you and seeing you guys grow, but how did you get involved with them?
1: Um, I was doing a really, really horrible show in Marin, California, uh, with Chris Jackson, and we were just, it was terrible. It's one of those shows where you want to go to the audience and go, I'm so sorry you have to pay for this. But we couldn't. But he uh, I was backstage just rapping, and he was like, yo, man, you're pretty good. You should, you know, my boys in free Freestyle Love Supreme are pretty, pretty slamming. I was like, oh, who are they? And um, he said, well, if you ever come to New York, you should, you know, check us out. So while I was in Boston doing uh, Spelling Bee I came up, auditioned and there were like five or six people that were auditioning and um, we all went in we all played games and everything and then Tommy Kale who's the director he told everybody to leave and then he said "Uh, you and you and you and there was this Indian kid named UTK if you've ever seen that uh, Udkarsh Udkarsh Udkarsh. Uh, Al-Bakar if you've ever seen that uh, movie Pitch Perfect he's the Indian beatboxer and he got to stay and I taught him how to beatbox that's true
0: (laughs) I taught him how to pick up women.
1: That's probably true too. I think he no. was pointing no. that. He's been doing that since he
0: was in the Korean. So
1: we, the three of us got, st- they, they made us stay over, and all of a sudden we were like wondering what was going on, and Tommy just said, okay, so the freestyle meeting has started, and we were like, oh, damn, I guess we're in the group. Okay, that's really cool. So that's kind of how it happened. Do you
0: guys all have tattoos also?
1: I don't. Um, I want one, but my wife won't let me get one yet.
0: I like your wife. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> does the rest of the group have these tattoos?
1: Uh, most of them most have of a freestyle Love Supreme tattoo. I'm probably going to get one. I've been with the group long enough. <laughs> probably They're probably going to force me to get one.
0: When you win the Tony, does it, does it change your career immediately? Or do you just go back to the work the next day and it's just sort of it, a nice It, ch- it changes
1: your career immediately and it doesn't change your career immediately. Okay. All okay. of a sudden, all the people who have won Tonys speak to you. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's like they've seen you before and they see you at shows and they're like, oh, yeah, that's that dude. Then you win. They're like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, it's like a cool get in this new group free con. Yeah. You know, and they talk to you. The fun part about winning a Tony is now eating in Midtown is hard because everybody wants to take a picture. Got it. I went to, I just, the other day, I just went into Chipotle, just normal, and sat my happy butt down and had a burrito and I'm eating this lady next to me. She goes like, are you the genie? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Uh, Can I have a picture with you? Sure. And the minute she said it, everybody in the place went, that's the genie," And people just got up and and I was like, oh, snap. All right then. Okay, cool. Um, I got this cold burrito here, but that's all right, you know. But, you know, come on. I mean, I have been a spotlight hog since I was a kid. I love it. People want to take pictures with me. Come, yeah, take as many damn pictures as you want. I don't care. I have been waiting for people to notice who the hell I am.
0: Which I, I would love to let everyone see another side of you because you are such a phenomenal hip hop freestyle rapper do you like that I, I combine them <laughs> yes, is that, that cool awesome. um, and I was wondering if maybe you and Sh- Shaq might, might uh, yeah. do sure. something yeah. for us yeah. is what do you that think, cool what do you think we do something like true but a little bit more amped up is sounds that, like a plan similar okay. kind of and, cool. the, and the band will jump in too
1: sounds like a plan I like that so you guys figure out um, the key this is all improvised yeah go ahead
0: so come up with something
1: so Okay, what I need, what I need right now is something, something that you can't live without. A word you can't live without. Let me see anything. Sex. Sex, Sex is good, but I work for Disney, so someone will see this and they'll shoot me. Um, huh? Cheese? Cheese is good. Keep going. Keep throwing them out. Feminism. Them. Which one? Feminism. Feminism. Wow, we got deep over here. There's a cop, there was a woman who just was putting her breasts on people's faces. You want to talk about feminism? Okay. Candy. Ah. Okay. Okay. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about candy. All right, cool. I like candy. Mmm, 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 I'ma tell you a little story, something kind of like an allegory, let you know about this day that was so fine, and then they when I met this girl named Candy. Yes, it's true, I met this girl named Candy. She was so cool. Now I was about 12 years old, and I was in junior high, and I walked up to this girl, and I said, I've got to say hi, and at the time, you know that song from New Edition of course was called Candy so I walked up to her and I had to sing that little melody I said Candy how you doin', baby how you been and she said what is your name I said I'm James your new boyfriend now I didn't know that Candy already had a man now although she was 12 this brother was 15 and really bad damn what was I supposed to do he's coming over this big-ass dude, and I'm like hey, and he's like ho, and I'm like Oh, no now what am I supposed to say now? What am I supposed to do? I did like any 12 year old theater kid. I acted gay. It's get real cool I said hey, I was talking to her you know just being her friend I mean, I don't even want to be her boyfriend. I don't even want this talk to end so Then he walks away from me, and I'm feel safe so far. But then after school, he comes back to me not real too far. He says, yo, Jay, is it true? I mean, are you really gay? I said, well, of course, man. You know, I don't want your woman. I mean, that'd be a really messed up day. He said. Oh, thank God, you know I am too. And I really always thought that you were real cute. I was like, oh, snap, wait, hold up, stop, listen. I, no, it was this choice of getting my ass kicked or kissing this big ass man. What did I do? Well, here's what I stand. I said, listen, to be honest, I'm not gay. I just didn't want to get my butt kicked today. So if you want to fight, I guess we'll fight, and he said, no, that's all right, but if I could just walk around with you, I mean, when nobody else is around, I said, you mean you and me walking around in this hotel? He said yes. So we walked around the mall. My big bodyguard standing tall. Nobody knew this boy was gay. Took him to my church on that next Sunday. And of course, he met the other drummer in the choir, of course, who was also gay too. So while these two were off canoodling, what was I doing? Trying to get back to Candy Dude. It's all about that C A N D Y. Is a true story. I'm serious. I tell you why now. I finally got candy and that girl was so sweet until she went off to high school because she met another brother who was 15. Damn, C A N D Y, C A N D Y. Sing it, C A N D Y, C A N D Y. True.
0: You don't have a lot of free time, and I do you have this Batman noir. No. Yay! I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, my I'm wife's so, gonna kill you. Oh, okay. So just sorry, more
1: reading that. things. <laughs> she she
0: over comic books.
1: No, she's not over comic books. She's um she's sick of me being. What's the way she likes to say it? She's sick of me being literate because a literate man doesn't pay attention to his woman. Most guys like, you know, watch TV or watch football and stuff. I've constantly got some form of book in my hand and she's like, if you don't stop reading things in front of me, I read like, you know, cans. I I read everything, it's really sad. She'll take a book from me and I'll look at the water. I'm like, born from tradition. She's like, please stop, just pay attention.
0: Maybe you should try reading something sensual to her, or maybe poetry.
1: I, you know, I've tried that, and my wife being a scientist, and also wow. me being a theater person, she is sick of anything emotional. <laughs> <laughs> she is tired of me being emotional, she's tired of the poetry. She, look, just talk to her about... Re- she likes movies where people blow up. I'm the guy that wants to go see, like, you know, Lover's End and crap like that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's true.
0: I like it. What kind of scientist is she?
1: She is a molecular biologist.
0: Oh, wow. Wow.
1: I was an actor. I had to marry somebody with a job. I didn't know if this was going (laughs) to (laughs) work. This could have all fallen through, baby. I could still be at home, you know, doing theater on the side, working at Borders Books or Barnes & Noble because Borders is gone now.
0: Did you work at Borders?
1: Yes. I was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) What
0: What did you do at Borders? I was the
1: periodicals manager, but I was too busy reading the damn magazines to put any new ones out. They were like, Mr. Igaard. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. And put them, I just couldn't help myself.
0: So can I ask a question? Do people steal the magazines? Yes. They do? Yeah, they do. Any in particular that get more stolen than others? Playboy. Play- oh, really?
1: Playboy and Maxim.
0: And Maxim? Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a feeling that if you are reading something that she really likes, like maybe, I don't know, periodical tables, it sounds like, <laughs> Yes. she might be more open to the literacy. You know... I-
1: she deals with it because she's known me. We, we, we met in high school, and she's known me since I was 16 years old. So she, she just deals with it. She, she, she loves me. She's been through all this crap. She's been through uh, all the theater, all the books and everything. And if she's not tired of me by now, she ain't going to be tired of me. We've been married for 12 years.
0: Okay,
1: well, so sweet. Yeah, you can clap for that. Well, you she's can, a beautiful you can, woman, James. You can
0: sneak this into Thank your you, dressing baby. room so she doesn't Thank have you. to see it. Um, and this, this is, is awesome. a little tote bag to take everything home and some goodies oh, in not. it. Thank you. Um, I am so thrilled for you. You duly you duly deserve this wonderful Tony. And I know it's thank you guys. one thank you of you the much, many, Katie. many accomplishments you're going to have along the way. So thank, thank, you. thank you so much for I'm coming. I'm to, to be here. Thanks, thank guys. Thank you. you guys, please give him a warm round. Thank you, everybody. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. I'm Katie Lazarus. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Ian Mazoff for editing this. Thanks to Joe's Pub. And definitely come check out a live taping. They're every month at Joe's Pub. We're kicking off the season September 18th with Al Jaffe from Mad Magazine fame. So go to joespub.com to get tickets. And you can also go to employeeofthemonthshow.com to find out more. Talk to you soon.